0: Say meow into the mic. Say meow. <laughs> meow. That's not even you, cowboy. That was me. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road.
1: We're your hosts, Annabelle and Christian. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up.
0: Because after all, home is... Two peas in a pod. This is Swept Together, episode 44. The show where we talk about relationships, learn how to make relationships work from successful couples, and talk about why being in business or traveling together with your significant other can make your relationship even stronger.
1: Today we're talking about a difference, maybe the most significant difference we have in our personalities, and how understanding that difference has really complemented rather than hurt our relationship. But that was not without some like intentional decision-making and conversations about this particular area. So we're going to talk about that more in today's show.
0: Yeah, a couple episodes ago we talked about balance um, using the wheel of life. If you haven't heard that episode or if you want to just get caught up on other episodes, go to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, or whatever you're podcast app is and subscribe. And if you're listening on iTunes or the podcast app on your iPhone, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. If you don't know how to do that, you can go to swepttogethercom slash share the love.
1: Well done.
0: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're really excited for this episode, but more so because it's brought to you by Serac Hammocks.
1: Yeah, we recently got one of their two-person hammocks. It's named the Sequoia because it's built for two people. Two people, and it's huge. Yeah, it's super wide, plenty of room for the two of us to hang out.
0: But it's also super lightweight, and it's really easy to set up. It took us, I don't know, like less than a minute to set up, and... I think it was because we didn't really read the instructions beforehand because I was I just like tore into it and opened <laughs> it and I was like, "Look at this new hammock we got, sweet." And then <laughs> I think it took longer for us to figure it out because we didn't read the instructions, but then that also only took like 1 minute.
1: Yeah, it was really It's really easy,
0: easy to set up. They have like this carabiner um system that you just put the straps around the tree and then you hook the carabiner into mm-hmm. it and then bam, it's up.
1: Yeah. We've been hanging out in the Pacific Northwest recently and took it hiking with us here on the Washington coast. It was really awesome to be able to just take a break and relax and... Yeah, uh, you enjoy know, the breeze. Yeah, swing underneath the trees after exploring the tide pools. Yeah. We really enjoy our Sirac hammock, and we think you will too.
0: Yeah, and you can get your own Sirac hammock by going to explore. SERAC.com and SERAC is spelled S E R A C. So explore SERAC.com and then use the code SWEPT for $5 off any order of $25 or more.
1: There are probably thousands of different personality type tests. just
0: thousands of different personalities.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Tests you can take. There's free ones, there's paid ones. There's like some really weird ones and some really awesome ones. Yeah, I've I-
0: taken some online that are free and they, I don't know, I think they just like steal questions or something and they try to, but it's basically like clickbait.
1: What's uh, your spirit animal?
0: Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or like, remember, uh, like maybe a year or two ago, all those personality quizzes on Facebook, like who's your, what game of Thrones character are you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't see that many of those anymore. Maybe they just fell out of fashion.
1: Maybe you just blocked the site that they were coming from. I don't from. know. But yeah, I think BuzzFeed does a lot of those too. Like which Disney character are you? Yeah. yeah. Or which Harry Potter clan do you, do you belong, belong to?
0: I saw that the other day. So I guess I haven't <laughs> they're not completely eradicated from my newsfeed. Um but I didn't block any of them. I don't
1: various well, yeah, I don't know. Various personality tests that I've taken throughout the years. There's DISC. Yeah, I don't I did remember that. what I got on DISC, but
0: I'm a red. Mm. I did that for my MBA program. So I'm red, which is like very influ like influence. Mm. You know? Yeah. So a lot of the pe- like a lot of people I know are who are also reds. You'll know some of them like you know, are very hard charging and yeah, that kind of personality type.
1: Yeah, I would not be that personality type. But the that test focuses on like work, productivity, teamwork, and like your communication style.
0: Yeah, within a, I think it's specific to like a work environment right. too. It's not necessarily for just like general personality types.
1: Yeah, I think the last time I took that test was like maybe almost ten years ago, so I don't really remember. There's for also what?
0: what were you working on ten years ago? Um,
1: it was a for a class.
0: For a class okay. in college, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and Do you then, remember which class? No, but I was a communication major, so it makes sense that
0: you took a communication we took a personality communication test.
1: Personality test, yeah. <laughs> and then Enneagram, which has become more popular recently. That's more like.
0: Yeah, I don't really know what that. I mean, I've taken it, and I know, or I at some point in the in the past, I've I I knew what my.
1: I think Whatever it's kind of based was. on, like, your interpersonal relationships. At least that's kind of what it sounds like. I've taken it as well, and it's, like, way over my head.
0: Yeah. I if don't... anybody knows anything <laughs> about Enneagram. <anything laughs> we do more not about know Enneagrams. about the
1: Enneagram. Uh, but it is a personality ty- uh, test that both of us have taken. And then there's, of course...
0: The MBTI, which is the Myers-Briggs test
1: perhaps the most ubiquitous it's, yeah I think everybody tests. kind of
0: knows what myers-briggs is and there's like 16 different personality types because there's four uh, four personality traits and then there's you know two different ways in which you can express those four traits which equals to 16 different permutations of personality types based mm-hmm. on those four traits there are so many tests and so many different personality types that we couldn't possibly do one show on all of them. So we decided to focus this show on one aspect of the Myers-Briggs, which is the introvert and extrovert uh, characteristic.
1: Yep. You've definitely heard us talk about this in little doses on the show before, but this episode is like solely devoted to introvert-extrovert. And if you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes or you're new here and you don't know which of us is which, this story will give you, you should be able to know by the end of this story. (laughs) Before we hit the road, in our RV, we had a huge going away party for all of our friends in Denver. We pulled the RV into City Park and just invited everyone over for like a potluck. They could come and tour. Like a picnic, basically. Yeah, tour our house and hang out with us before we left. and it was awesome. We had a great afternoon. Um, a lot yeah, of people of came, came by, which was it really meant a lot to us to have to have that. So we we get back to the house after the party, and you know it was, I guess, around dinner time when we got home. Maybe a little after dinner time. Yeah,
0: it was probably around eight or nine.
1: Yeah, it was a few hours before you know we would have gone to bed. So Christian decompresses from this event of all the social activity by proceeding to call his three best friends and tell them who all- aren't, Who weren't there. Who because, weren't there because, because they live out. they li- Right, they live in other places. So he made three separate phone calls to three separate people to recount all of the activities of the day and catch up with them and talk to them. And the whole time he was on the phone with all three of those people- Not
0: at the same time.
1: Not at the same time, right. It was three separate phone calls. I was on my phone playing Spider Solitaire <laughs> for like an hour and a half to two hours, just like let me talk to no one, let me just push buttons on my phone playing solitaire. And so yeah, you were
0: off in the corner, you were in the like in the in our office nook, I think, just hanging out. Yeah, and I was on the bed. Talking like a little teenage girl.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So clearly, I'm the introvert in this relationship, and Christian is the extrovert. Yeah. But that's like a classic example. It was a very pronounced example of the differences in our personalities that after this day of social activity, which I really enjoyed. I had a great time. But then I got home, and I was like, I'm done.
0: Yeah. We started like at three o'clock in the afternoon and we didn't end until like, you know, seven or eight at that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we saw at least like 30, 40 people that come out um, throughout the course of the the afternoon. Right. And um, yeah, but we've talked about being an introvert and extrovert couple on the show before, you know, maybe little snippets, but, you know, Annabelle just finished reading this book called Quiet by Susan Cain, which prompted these conversations because quiet, as the book might lead you to believe, is about how to be quiet.
1: It's about (laughs) the power of introverts. Right. Because
0: this world is more focused on extroverts, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not necessarily just, not because it is an extrovert world, it's just that extroverts kind of tend to overtake Social situations or that kind of thing.
1: Well, I think it's an American culture to like or a Western like uh, cultural that's true. ideal. Yeah, um, you're right. They talk about that in the book that there are certain cultures. Um, See,
0: that's me being an extrovert, thinking that everything's
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Finland apparently is is like way swung more to introverts, and there are certain like Asian cultures that. Um, tend to prize introversion or introvert qualities more so than like America is very like sales focused and and marketing marketing and and inter like personality driven um and that's very pro extrovert so she wrote this book because she's an introvert and it kind of talks about you know the benefits of introverts why we need them in our society why we haven't been eliminated by natural selection, <laughs> et cetera. So that was kind of how we started talking more specifically about our differences and um, led to all the things that we're going to be talking about on the show today.
0: Yeah. And so some of the biggest adjustments that we we have found in our relationship through the lens of like looking at it from an introvert and extrovert personality um, So one of the things is like how we re-energize. We just talked about that story about how after we had this big social, you know, event, um, our going away party, we each re-energized one by going off into the corner and playing solitaire, which literally means by yourself.
1: Yes. (laughs) One person game.
0: Right. And... The other, me, went and talked to or called up my three best friends who weren't in attendance at the party. And, you know, I just started talking to them for an hour and a half or two hours or something. Right. Um, before going to bed. And then we went yeah. to bed after that, I think. Right. I think I remember that. So we re-energize in way different yeah, ways.
1: Totally different ways. Um, and, you know, it's not like I,
0: I, that's the only way re-energize though too i mean sometimes i need to just hang out and do nothing
1: yeah i mean we all get to a point where like our bodies are physically tired and we need to rest but introvert extrovert is like a spectrum right you know it's not like everyone's just like an i or just an e yeah it's more like a gradient right another big difference we noticed like right away in our relationship was the amount of social time versus alone time we needed and like christian could have a social event on his calendar every day of the week and be like completely content whereas i have to spread them out more and have like days you know days in at the house or like be able to escape I'm a big fan of the Irish goodbye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't really Irish goodbying until I met you.
1: Yeah. Because I I would go
0: around and then be like, hey, I'm taking off. See you later. And then just maybe get caught up in another conversation
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and then be like, okay, I got to go. And then be like, hey, I'm going to go to the next person. And then, you know, just kind of make my way. And then it takes half an hour to get to the door or whatever. Yep. You just go. I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to go to the bathroom slash back door. Yeah, the back door.
1: <laughs> I think I've even Irish goodbyed in our own house. When? It was one of our taco Tuesday nights. We had a bunch of people over. And after a yeah, while, I, I was just like, this is fun. Some people
0: that you didn't know too. Right. Or like knew very little of.
1: Yeah. So I think that night I kind of just like... Backed slowly up the stairs while no one was looking.
0: Yeah, and then we we <laughs> the rest of us or our guests or whatever we were just hanging out on the like in the living room just right. talking or whatever. I mm-hmm. think you just slowly walked away. I saw you too.
1: <laughs> I think I might have told you. Yeah, like hey, I'm I'm tapped out. I'm gonna go upstairs. The nice thing about having an extrovert as a partner as an introvert is that you can you know rely on you can rely on your extrovert in social situations like talking on the phone for example
0: what do you mean talking on the phone
1: like I don't know if you've noticed but I've basically delegated all of my phone conversations to you as much as humanly possible
0: oh like when we make plans for like a campground or whatever and then I have to make reservations mm-hmm. and then I call them and I talk to them yeah yeah.
1: Or like anytime we have to call a company for something or, you know, we have to talk to Southwest or whatever it is that we have to do. And I was like, hey, babe, can you call such and such or can you call whatever?
0: <laughs> can you explain to me about that? I don't really understand because when I call somebody on the phone, it's like I, I'm just talking to a person. And it to me, it's no different talking to a stranger than it is talking to somebody i already know mm. it's the same mechanical process for me in you know in my head i know it's different from like a from a interpersonal relationship perspective because this person i'm i don't know is a stranger so i don't really know anything about them so you know but when i'm talking it's like the mechanical aspect of it is the same for me so what's the difference between that or for you,
1: well, I think
0: because we've heard this from other people that we know yeah, too. Yeah, other
1: introvert-extrovert couples, right? That the extrovert said, gets uh, delegated the r- phone calls,
0: right? To make reservations for you know restaurants mm-hmm. or whatever, but then and the introvert doesn't want to talk on the phone at all. <laughs> and it and the introvert said even said like I can talk on the phone just fine, like not. They're not socially awkward on the phone. Right. Which is totally true. Right. And I, they I'm can ha- ca- of carry a conversation. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I always, I'm always surprised to hear you say that you don't like talking to people because you do it so well <laughs> and you, you can carry a conversation and, ha- and it looks from me, from my outsiders, you know, third person perspective, I see you talking at like let's say networking events mm-hmm. or just you know parties or events that we go to and then you you look like you're talking just fine you you look like you're talking like I would talk to a person and then you're you you're like I don't like doing that it sucks i hate it
1: <laughs> well it's not so much i so i consider myself to be a social introvert which means for me it means that i i do enjoy interacting with people i think the difference is that maybe introverts, like, because I tend to, you know, keep more to myself and it takes a lot of energy to interact with people, I think part of that energy is like, um, you know, absorbing people's social cues and trying to think about which direction the conversation is going to go or what am I going to say next or um, there's like a lot of mental, like, background noise that's happening during a conversation, especially with somebody that I don't know. Yeah. And I think when I'm on the phone, at least for me, when I'm on the phone with somebody, I don't have those, you know, those social cues, the visual, like, what is this person thinking? What are they feeling? Um, You know, what could they say next kind of thing? There's, like, that um when you're when you're talking to somebody face to face there's more you know it's it's like a step up from when you text somebody versus when you call them on the phone you know like you can well yeah in, in a text you can't hear vocal inflection in a but, phone so call because... you can't see like a facial expression for example
0: so is it because you're uh, you can't see their other reactions that you have to you have to think about what they the you have to fill that part in in your yeah. head. And then so that is why you don't like talking on the phone.
1: I think that's as an aspect of it. Yeah. Is just that um, like. I yeah, I, I find myself like filling in those details or trying to fill in those details. Like what is he
0: thinking? What is, what is she thinking?
1: Right. Um.
0: How does she feel about what I just said?
1: Right. And I think that like. Because, I mean, maybe it has partially to do with the fact that I, I generally dislike confrontation and, and want to, you know, keep everybody happy or make everybody happy. And uh, so maybe that's like an added complication mm-hmm. um, to like extending myself on like a phone call or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think one is having to like absorb the extra like signals that you're not or like fill in the extra details that you're not getting from a face to face. And then just like the reaching out, like reaching out to a stranger that you don't know versus reaching out to a person that you do know.
0: Yeah. See, I, I guess I don't understand that difference reaching out to people that you don't or don't know. I just, I'm just like, hey, person on the other line. Yeah. What's going on? And I just talk to them in the same way that I would talk to a friend. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And it is one of those things where, like, once you're on the phone, once you're in the conversation with somebody, you know, it turns out fine. Yeah. But there's that, like. Initial initial hesitation like uh do i want to do i want to expend this energy right now like is this conversation worth the like energy exchange that i have to make for it right and in in our case if i can just hand it to somebody who has like seemingly unlimited resources for like social interaction i would rather do that and save my energy for you know the people that I care about
0: yeah so let's talk about our differences in our friends and social circle so for me when you met me like I had a million friends and I still have a million friends yeah and you have six
1: basically yeah
0: or so I mean plus or minus right a half
1: yeah exactly (laughs) I have a very small uh inner circle and of course I have like acquaintances and 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 friends outside of that. But like my my close circle is very small.
0: Right. And we even talked about this the other day when we were talking about the wheel of life thing mm-hmm. where you are at like a four or five or something on your relationship with friends because we weren't around or we're not around them. I mean, like this week we're in Seattle. Right. Right. So and we're hanging out with with uh, some family of yours. Mm hmm. And, um, so I guess I don't know are you are you higher on that right now?
1: yeah, I think so,
0: because of that, mm-hmm, right, and so, and we've been hanging out all week with with them, and so I guess maybe your tank is filled it is at yeah. that point, um, for me, I mean, I have friends pretty much like all over the country, and that I regularly talk to. All the time, either like via text or phone call or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know i I am satisfied and fulfilled in that way, yeah, already, you know what I mean, and I think I even said that like on the on that show mm-hmm. like I was at an eight, maybe yeah, that was
1: that was one of my biggest surprises, I think from this road trip so far was I expected you to be going like totally stir crazy because we don't have as much uh, you know, social interaction on a given day. A lot of days it's just the two of us. Yeah. And I thought that I would be just And cowboy. Like, well and cowboy. And I thought that I would just be like totally chill and like, this is great. I don't have to talk to anyone. But I've found that it's I've actually opposite. been more lonely and you've been more content I think because yeah I don't necessarily reach out in the same way that you do
0: right and maybe it's just because you know because I do and then I you know now we have a lot of time to do that Mm -hmm. you know instead of like doing going to events and, and everything right then I you know instead of going to parties or social events or whatever I can actually just sit and call somebody Mm -hmm. and talk to them for a little while and I think that's maybe the difference yeah is I have the time now to call people Mm -hmm. instead of just meeting up with a bunch of them at the same time right you know
1: it's been fascinating to see that
0: and what about like at networking events like you were just at a networking event
1: yeah I went to like my first event um, on the road. On the road, like my first networking event. Uh, I'm a part of Tuesdays Together, the Denver chapter. Um, it This is an organization that meets their their mantra is community over competition. And uh, they just get together and talk about, usually each month there's a theme of, of things that people are talking about. And they meet the second Tuesday of every month. It's all like small business owners and... I happened to be in Seattle for the second Tuesday and there's a Seattle chapter, so I went to that event on Tuesday. I think it was like the first social, like really big social event that I went to since we hit the road, like twelve. Three weeks months ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really nice. And thankfully it wasn't a it wasn't too big of a group. It was probably like fifteen people, which was a manageable manageable size
0: but you also brought i did bring a, a friend, friend <laughs> yeah with you. that also helped did you i wasn't there so did you like hang out with your friend more than talking with other people
1: i would say that we like we inserted ourselves into conversations like together i think she's also an introvert and so and
0: together you make
1: right a mild extrovert If you combine our powers. (laughs) No, but I think... like tag team each other. (laughs) Right. Well, I think like having that other person, knowing that you're not going to be like alone in a room, standing there being like, who do I talk to? Who do I talk to? Like you have somebody to talk to and the two of you together can like walk over to a conversation and there's at least like one person... In the group who's more familiar to you. And so they take up less kind of mental energy. And uh, so, yeah, it was good. I think I would have been way more nervous going if I wasn't going with her. And she had been to this group before, too. So she, like, had, you know, interacted with a few of these people before. So that kind of, like, eased me into the group as opposed to just jumping in cold, which was great.
0: So she knew people?
1: I, I mean, I don't think she was, like, friends with, like, super close with anyone. Mm. But she definitely was like, oh, I remember meeting you at such okay. and such event. Okay, so you know,
0: there was some at least some amount of familiarity right. on her part with some people right there. Okay. So then that gave you the confidence to continue or strike up a conversation? Yeah. Okay.
1: And we've also found that not only do we network differently or need different things when we're trying to network or make friends we also are introvert extrovert uh, natures kind of come into play when we disagree yeah so
0: i like to bring everything to a resolution like that day right and what about you
1: well i i don't necessarily like to leave things hanging but i'm definitely like a an internal processor, you like to talk things out and I need to like think things through. Right. And so sometimes that those two conflict styles like bump up against each other.
0: Right. Because if I want to talk and you want to not talk and think, and those are two opposing things. So then I've learned to just let you think about stuff, even if it's not an argument or if we're not, if we're not, arguing i mean we we haven't i don't think we've ever fought but we have you know we've disagreed about stuff yeah or try to make a decision and so what i've found is that i've needed to like give you time like okay what do you want to do this or this and if we have time i'm like okay well why don't you think about it for a little bit and then we can talk about it in a couple hours right or whatever i think that seems to work I don't know. I've been experimenting with you lately <laughs> oh. <laughs> just to see, but I think that works better than just you know pushing you right. Like to come we to... need to make
1: a decision right this second, and sometimes right. we do.
0: I mean, but, yeah, we need but... to make it you know right away because are we going left or right?
1: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Down the road.
1: That that is. A... We can't wait. Exactly. A
0: couple hours. <laughs> Cause then we'll be going in the wrong direction no matter what.
1: That's like a lower, lower stakes. Uh,
0: yeah. Decision. But, that's, but what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But yeah. Is that, you know, four big decisions or not even big decisions, just something that you want to be more thoughtful about, you know, leaving you alone for a little while helps. Right. But I've had to learn how to do that. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'm just like, so what do you want to do? Let's talk about it, right? Let's. What do you, What are the pros and cons? Okay, these are the pros and cons. Okay, what do you think? And then that's that's how I come to a decision. So we kind of mentioned it a little earlier that there are benefits. You know, we talked about like delegating the phone conversations mm-hmm. to me. Um, what other things? You know, what are the other benefits of having like this kind of setup?
1: Well, I think as an introvert in a relationship with an extrovert, it really has encouraged me to be more social. Um, You know, like I would I would just sit at home by myself most nights of the week if I didn't have somebody like kind of coaxing me, forcing me out the door.
0: I'm not forcing you. (laughs) I mean, paint that picture about me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean sometimes it takes a lot of energy for me to get out the door when we're going to do something or hang out with people and it's a little less now that we're on the road because we don't have like that social circle right. with us all the time but like back when we were in Denver we really did have a lot on our on our calendars especially towards the end when we were trying to see everybody before we left right. and so a lot of times it took you know, some coaxing to get me out the door. Um, but I always had a great time. Yeah. And I, you know, have loved getting to know your social circle and make friends with your friends. And, um, you know, so it's, it's expanded my social circle and my network by a lot to have you in my life um, mm-hmm. because you, you know, en- encourage me to do those activities that maybe I wouldn't do if left to my own devices.
0: Yeah. And for me, I I can, I've learned to slow down a little bit more, like take some time to read a book, for example. <laughs> I don't like reading books. And only because to me in my head, I read a lot slower than I think. So then if I'm forced to slow down, <laughs> it really annoys me because then i can't go on and understand the rest of the book and i'm so i i don't know i'm i want to learn how to read faster but then if i try to read faster then i don't digest the information as easily and then i find i have to like reread the same you know few pages mm-hmm. again which is also annoying so then i'm like uh, screw reading reading
1: sucks <laughs>
0: reading's for the pits who says that
1: <laughs> what is that i don't know for the pits anyway just meant the pits
0: i don't know whatever <laughs> i'm just making a new saying now okay. for the pits <laughs> you heard it here folks first time for everything for the pits
1: <laughs>
0: once all the hipsters start saying that you'll know where it came from
1: right um, but yeah, I think we, you know, we stretch each other in that way. Um, you know, I think we both sometimes have to make compromises. I sometimes have to put myself in a social situation that, like, I'd rather just be at home in bed. And you sometimes have to stay home when you'd rather be out doing something. Um, but I think for the most part, like, we've struck a pretty good balance Um You know, by talking about it, because we understand our differences, we can be like, hey, I know, you know, you really want to go to this thing, but I'm feeling really overwhelmed by X, Y, Z. Like, I really need to just have a a night to, to lay low. Yeah. And, you know, we also, of course, like, give each other permission to do what we need to do. Like, if I need to stay home from something and you want to go... I would, of course, encourage you to still go and you would encourage me to, you know, do what I needed to do as well. So um, it's like part compromise, part understanding each other's needs. But so far, I think it's been, it's been working pretty well.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, we make decisions differently too. We definitely do. Right, because of that whole thing. Um, like for me, I think high level and big picture Mm -hmm. and I get really bogged down in details. So like, it's good that I, I mean, for, for, from like a work perspective, I do project management stuff, which is essentially a professional planner of things. (laughs) And I like to put together the, the outline, all of the major tasks that needs need to happen and all the major milestones and things like that. And then, you know, my technical guys that, you know, actually can do all of the specific tasks, you know, like what I like to call behind the keyboard tasks um, in IT, they help fill in, you know, okay, for this milestone, we need this and this and this and this. And then so I'll just add that to the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't like the minutiae, <laughs> the details necessarily. Whereas you are like very task oriented. Like you can knock out a a like several checklists worth of things in a in an afternoon. Yeah. And that is not a problem to you. And it is for me. <laughs> Cause then I'm like, there's just too much like of one thing going on.
1: Yeah. It's definitely I'm definitely a like a person who's focused on the details and focused on Like, the various things that have to happen. Um, And so a lot of times when we're making a decision, you know, you'll be like, high level, this is what we want to accomplish, you know. And I'll look at that and be like, okay, that's a great goal. Like, we need to have X, Y, and Z done or we need to do A, B, and C before we can get to that place. Like, how can we do those things, you know. And I think that, like, helps us be a good team. When it comes to making decisions, because we have those different perspectives.
0: Yeah. And our way of making decisions, you know, yours is like very internally focused. Mm -hmm. Like you like to think, I mean, you like to think things through, just like we were talking about a little couple of minutes ago. Right. About major decisions. Right. And then I like to be more collaborative and just talk it out. And what about that? whole risk-taking thing you were telling me about that in that book
1: yeah I was reading in quiet it was very interesting she talked about the the big stock market crash in 2008 and how there was this factor where a lot of extroverts were getting promoted and getting put into positions of authority and making these big decisions and extroverts you know overall tend to be bigger risk takers than introverts introverts tend to be more cautious and uh, be more aware of potential risks and potential dangers and so she talked about how in these big companies these big banks and you know businesses like enron for example like
0: the extrovert was the
1: extrovert was promoted rewarded. and rewarded and yeah. the introvert who was like maybe like maybe this isn't a good idea maybe there's like too this is too risk. much risk and like if if xyz happens like we could sink the company those people were like not promoted and not given you know positions of authority and not listened to and um she talked about how that was kind of like a factor in the stock market crash because like all these extroverts or all these people in authority were taking these huge risks and eventually the thing happened that was going to send it all you know cascading and of course there's was a lot of different factors to that um, but I thought it was a really interesting perspective um, and I think that that's true to form I think with how you and I make decisions. Not that you're like a risky person, but well, you mean, tend to be willing to assume more risk. Yeah. But I
0: mean, like, the, remember when we were when we were talking about what to do with the house when we left? Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because one way we were, or one option was to just rent out the entire house, you know, to like the whole, the whole, the whole unit and then. Um, another option which was more risky which was the one that i wanted to take initially was to airbnb the whole house because i was looking around the neighborhood and i was like well we could get like 200 a night or or more for the entire house right and um but of course if the house doesn't get you know rented then it won't zero we get zero (laughs) dollars right so You know, we kind of compromised. We actually did a compromise. We have a three-bedroom house. So two of them are rented out to long-term tenants, you know, like on an actual lease. Mm -hmm. And then our master bedroom was or is the Airbnb room, which has worked out really well because now it's like, okay, we might not make the, the, the maximum potential profit, but also we won't make a maximum loss. Right, on it, so, and then it's worked out pretty well too, in that way it's got a lot of balance in that whole system because now people won't just take our house and turn it into a party house because they right. know there are people that live, live there, there. Mm-hmm. they can't they can't throw big parties or or anything and then just like mess everything up, so there's less risk in that regard too, right, so then it's a good balance that we that we that we did to compromise on on risk-taking versus being risk-averse.
1: Yeah, and I think it was really helpful to, you know, have those two perspectives. You know, I tend to be more like, well, what if somebody ruins the house? What if nobody rents the Airbnb? What if blah, blah, blah? And you tend to be more um, like... But what if we rented it out every day for like $8 million and then we like never have to work again?
0: Right. Well, um, I'm looking at it from a big picture perspective right. too. In it because it's like, well, yeah, if we have a one really good month and one really crappy month, then they just kind of average out. So then I'm looking at it from a whole year's perspective exactly. that we're gone. So, yeah, we could have $0 in December because nobody wants to come um, in December for whatever. Or like November when, you know, there's holidays november december right but then everybody wants to come in june and july right because it's the summer and everybody's traveling and everybody wants to see new places and stuff like that so then like on a longer you know higher level picture like that averages out to like pretty good like super good and super crappy equals pretty good i guess from an average yeah (laughs) so with all these differences um between our different personality types how do we you know how do we adapt how have we adapted i guess i should say that if, it, if i was saying things correctly
1: <laughs> how have we adapted yeah um i think the biggest well one of the things that has been important for me as an introvert and this is hard like hard, I think, for introverts to do naturally, but is something that I've worked on, is learning to communicate and ask you for what I need. Um, so being able to say like, hey, I actually need a night at home, or I actually need a date night that's just the two of us and not where we invite other people, you know. And I think that's been something that I've worked on like realizing what is it that I actually need and how do I let you know what it is that I need and that I think has helped because then you know you don't know unless I tell you
0: yeah so I mean what about that like is difficult is it difficult to say that um is that where you're I mean that's kind of what I'm hearing
1: yeah I mean I think so I think it's hard
0: for you to be like hey I need this
1: Yeah, I think it is hard for me to to be like that. I think because, well, because I like making the people that I care about happy. But also I think because, like, I... There's a lot of things I, like, can do. You know, because we talked about me being more of, like, a social introvert. So when, when it comes to, like, going out and hanging out with friends. Like, there are things that I can do. I could go out every night of the week and spend time with people. But is that, like, the best thing for my mental health long term? Maybe not. So, like, for me to be like, well, you know, we could do this. Or what I'd really like is just for you and I to make dinner at home and, like, you know, watch a TV show or something. Yeah. And um, I think as an introvert who's dating an extrovert or well now engaged to an extrovert. There's that, like, you know, we talked about how me being in a relationship with you kind of like pulls me out, pulls me into these social situations. And like, I think it would be really easy for me to just like go along with that and just like go with the flow of like, you make the plans and I'll just go along. But then at a certain point that becomes unsustainable. And so I've had to learn to be like, at what point does that become unsustainable? Because if I don't eventually like if I don't say, hey, this is tiring me out, then I get to the point where I'm like super tapped out. And then that has a negative impact on our relationship because I'm like too tired to engage with you or too, you know, like I get cranky and just lock myself in the bathroom to play computer games. Right. (laughs)
0: So you learn to ask for what you need mm-hmm. and then I've also learned to give you enough space to like process change. For example, even little changes like where we need to get going to somewhere else, right. you know, like so then I have to give you like a like a 15 minute warning. Like, hey, we're going to leave in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So wrap up. Like when we're at the coffee shop or whatever, right? Working and you're, you know, you're very focused on whatever you're doing, and then I'm looking at the time and I'm like, okay, we got to go, you know, we got to leave for whatever reason for our next thing, mm-hmm. dinner or whatever. Um, then I got to give you like a fifteen minute warning. It's true beforehand. So then I've I, I've learned to do that as well. And then really it's just like understanding each other's, you know, needs or like what and and doing these things like talking about you being an introvert equals this is the kind of things that you need Mm -hmm. and this is how you process and operate through life. And then me being an extrovert, these are the things that I need and how I process and operate through life. And then we just kind of figure out how to accommodate each other.
1: Right. Like I've learned that, um, you know, when we are making decisions together and you you like to talk things through, you like to process things like I've learned that I need to maybe share a little bit more about my what's going on inside my head um, when we're making those decisions, you know, because a lot of times I'll be like, you know, stewing about something. And you'll be like, what's going on? Like, what are you thinking about? Like, what? how are you feeling about this situation right now? And I'll be like, well, I haven't decided yet. But I also know that I need to, like, let you in to a certain extent and, like, let you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because that's how you operate. Right. And so we kind of meet each other in the middle there.
0: Right. And then in doing that, we... Our differences kind of balance each other out and it really just complements each other in a relationship. And like now decisions for me, I I can't make hasty decisions because I have to slow down. Mm -hmm. And you are more like your decision making isn't like glacial.
1: Right. I do make decisions a little faster because I know that, you know. Because sometimes you We're tend to overthink. Together. That is very true. Things, mm-hmm. and
0: then, and then you overthink to the point of not In action, yeah, inaction, right? So you're like thinking about all the different options that we can we can have that that can happen. Like you know you know how I kind of always get annoyed when you when I'm like, babe, let's go to, you know, some restaurant, and then you're like, okay, and then I ask you to navigate for us. You're like, well, you could go this way, or you could go this way, or you could go this way. And I'm like, just pick, way. pick a way. <laughs> I don't care. We'll drive there. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Like, a few minutes worth of different, you know, ETAs isn't, to me, that much of a difference. You know what I mean? Right. Or like, we might get into traffic here, but then it might, it'll be faster if it's there's no traffic. But if we don't go, if we go here, there's no traffic, but it's a longer way. Like I don't care. Let's just go. (laughs) Pick one way. It literally almost doesn't matter to me when we. (laughs) You know what I mean? But that's what I'm talking about. Like sometimes you overthink. Right. Things and I'm like, let's just go do that, and accomplish the task. Right. Like, well, what if
1: this happens? (laughs) What if this happens? Right. Like that. Yeah, that's just how we make decisions differently.
0: Yeah, and and one is not one type is not better than the other, and you know they're just different and they both have something to add to the relationship and add value to the relationship if you can manage it like in the way w- that we've been learning how to do right you know, one of the
1: things that they talked about in quiet one of the examples that they gave is a lot of times in the animal kingdom you'll see uh you know in the within the same species you'll see animals that are more you know risk taking and or, you know, like, more, like, extroverted, I guess, characteristics. And then there are the more... Is there, like,
0: such thing as an extroverted sloth?
1: Well, they... Maybe. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Like an extroverted uh, elephant?
1: Yes. Well, I think there's, like, you know, there's, like, these certain person... There's these certain characteristics that are, like, exhibited across the animal kingdom. And they talked about how years when resources are scarce... The risk taking birds tend to do better or risk taking animals, you know, tend to do better because they're willing to like go outside of their, you know, maybe their territory or their comfort zone to try to find food. Mm -hmm. And then the years that there's plenty of resources, the, the introverted or like the more risk averse animals tend to do better because they're not, like, running out into the open where they could be eaten by predators. They're right. they're more, like, cautious. And so it's kind of, like, just an example in the natural world of how, like, a species or, a like, a group needs both types in order to, like, continue, in order to survive, like, the good times and the bad times. Yeah. Um, and so, like, when they work together, then... You know, they meaning the two different types. Right. Can yeah. They can get through a lot of like different circumstances if they, you know, leverage each other's strengths.
0: Yeah. And it's not to say that like two introverted people in a relationship or two extroverted people in a relationship won't make a good couple. It's just that we just chose this particular topic to focus on today. And it's just one of many different characteristics that make up a person. And navigating you know those differences is kind of like what makes for a good couple like being able to navigate those differences or if you have very a lot of good similarities, you know how to navigate those as well and we'll be talking more about those other kind of personality types probably in future episodes as well we'll we'll dive into other different things that we do um, right. based off of our personality, but it's just you know this specific focus was just introvert and extrovert
1: yeah we all have i mean every couple is going to have areas where they maybe clash or they're di- they're really really different from each other and the point like the main goal is to be able to navigate those differences and complement each other rather than you know use those differences as like a reason to pull the relationship apart
0: right that's that whole idea of like Coming towards each other rather than moving away from each other.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And speaking of coming towards each other and learning about our differences in the way we receive things like love, you want to do the sweep up? Sure. What made you feel loved today?
1: It made me feel loved. Um, I am traveling this weekend on a plane without me without you right uh for a bachelorette weekend for a friend and
0: which would make it very awkward if i was there
1: It would make it super awkward <laughs> and um we had a lot of things up in the air about our flights or my flights um and we were trying to figure out what would work best with the RV and where we were going to be next week and all that kind of stuff. There's just there's just a lot of new things to navigate, being in an RV when you have to travel somewhere, and I just really appreciated it. it. Made me feel really loved that you were willing to work with me to figure out an itinerary and figure out a plan that worked. Um, and You know worked for both of us and what we had going on and also you know made sure that i was able to spend the time with my family here in seattle and my friends on this weekend trip that i really wanted to and it worked out great and i just really appreciated how willing you were to find i guess a compromise or find like a solution that that worked and that made me feel loved welcome babe what made you feel loved
0: I felt loved in the same, you know, in the same kind of process that we had to go through with figuring out the whole itinerary, and it was because, you know, I had to visit visit the client next week, so then that kind of threw off the original plan, Mm -hmm. but then now, you know, because we kind of worked through it together, we can, you can go to your bachelorette party weekend Mm -hmm. and we can go next week to visit my client and then even though it was not in it was a change in the original plan like you were you know willing to to go with it and you know go back kind of backtrack because we we have to drive down you know 300 miles back to Oregon next week Mm -hmm. to go visit my client and you know we were supposed to go to Glacier next week but you were flexible enough and understanding enough to be okay with with the change
1: yeah and that made me feel loved you're welcome babe
0: what made you guys feel loved this week let us know in our show notes at swept together.com slash episode 44
1: yeah we'll link to um 16 personalities which is a myers-briggs online it's free online quiz if you haven't If you're one of the three people in the universe who haven't taken the Myers-Briggs test and you're curious, although I bet based on the conversation we have today, you probably already know where you fall on the introvert extrovert scale and where your partner falls too. But
0: Yeah. And if you enjoyed the show, please share us with your friends, your family, your significant other, your business partner. Tell them to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcast platform they use. We would really appreciate that. It would make make us feel loved.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can find us everywhere at SweptTogether dot com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. At Swept Together, uh, look us up. Let us know where you fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum. And if you happen to listen to us on iTunes, you can also leave us a rating and a review, which would make us really happy. Yeah. So you probably already have an idea where you and your partner fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum. Uh, Are you guys more on the same end or are you on opposite ends like Christian and I? Um, I would encourage you guys this week to maybe take some time to think about what the differences in your relationship really add to... um, at how they add value to your relationship. Um, yeah. Because I think sometimes we can, we can focus on these differences and nitpick them and say, well, if if only you saw things the way I saw things, or if only you wanted to do things the way I wanted to do things like, then we would be better off. But actually we've found that, you know, in this area where it is a big difference and potentially could cause conflict We've just chosen to look at the benefits that it brings to each other. And, you know, I'm really happy to be in a relationship with an extrovert uh, because of all the things we talked about today. And so uh, I think there's, in any difference, you can choose to focus on the negative or choose to focus on the positive. And I just encourage you to maybe think about some of those positive things next week that you can focus on
0: yeah and thanks for listening this week we really appreciate it we appreciate your support and your comments and likes on all our social media posts and everything and until next week you guys are the best love you guys Ask Science Mike. I don't even know the other part of that lyric. Something, 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 ask Science Mike.
1: Even though he may not understand, he'll talk anyway.
0: Talking, talking, talking till he's blue in the face.
1: Science, faith, and life, ask Science
0: Mike. Oh. Maybe we should have a catchy jingle too. <laughs> Cat. 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 Cowboy. Cowboy.
1: Don't get him riled up again. He just finally calmed down.
0: Cat, 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 cat.
1: Now I've got that jingle stuck in my head.
0: A science my. Who's that?
1: Not me. I'm on airplane mode.
0: I'm on airplane mode. He's buzzing. Do we have a third phone? Say something. Say something into
1: the mic, cat. Cats are not.
0: Podcast cat.
1: He's so angry.
0: Say something. <laughs> Readings for the pits. Sneeze. Aww. Do you want some it pepper? Didn't come. No.